Game with your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Brian Danielson, Adam Hangman Page, five-star classic. Five-star classic, no question about it. This match went 60 minutes long. Near fall, after near fall, after near fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is professional wrestling. This is professional wrestling that we need. AEW provides professional wrestling. AEW gives us professional wrestling when it comes to the big fight feel matches. I was on the edge of my seat throughout this entire match. I loved that this match opened the show. I said to myself, when this first happened, wait, why is this going on? But then it hit me quick. This match is going to go on for the first hour of dynamite. They went an hour. The blood, the sweat, the tears, the storytelling that both men, Danielson and Page, put on in this match. Ladies and gentlemen, professional wrestling draws. End of story. End of story. Professional wrestling is a draw in this business. AEW is bringing people back to professional wrestling. Isn't that funny? They are really bringing people back to professional wrestling. They're making people love professional wrestling once again. Dynamite. Dynamite, man. This really wasn't nothing else to it outside of the two matches. Actually, three matches that I loved. The, you know, last match with Dante Martin, MJF, Brian Danielson, and Adam Hangman Page. And then Serena Deed going one-on-one with... Hikaru Shida. Those two women, they did a damn good match there for the time that they were given. Now, deservedly so, when Brian Danielson and Paige opened the match, you knew that this match was going to go on for a very long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I know I've seen people on social media tonight complain that this match went too long. I mean, I don't understand why you guys complain about this type of shit. I really don't. It boggles my mind. It really does. When they have time limits, this makes these type of matches feel important. They not only feel important, but they have that big fight feel about them. When they have a time limit that they have to, you know, go to. I love the time limit format. That's just my personal opinion that's just my personal preference the time limits are very good and are actually needed in the world of pro wrestling and AEW implements that and provides that perfectly they bring it out when it's important you know what I mean and when Brian Danielson and Adam Hangman Page were kicking off the show you knew that either we were going to get a real winner or they were going to get a time limit draw 
Now, getting the time limit draw, this is the second time that Brian Danielson got a time limit draw. If you guys remember, Brian Danielson went one-on-one -on -one with Kenny Omega this past year, and they put on a clinic. They put on an absolute wrestling clinic. A Shawn Michaels-Kurt Angle type of match. That's what Brian Danielson reminds me of. He reminds me of a Kurt Angle. He reminds me of a Bret Hart, a Shawn Michaels. I'm going to get to Brian Danielson when I cover the news and rumors this Saturday. I got a lot to say regarding what Ric Flair had to say about Brian Danielson. We're going to get to that on Saturday. But Brian Danielson is a technical prowess wizard. He's a generational superstar. I'm so happy that he's able to wrestle the style that he wants to wrestle. Tonight's episode of Dynamite, we were all predicting, we were all fantasy booking who's going to appear, who's not going to appear. And the ending of the show, really, I would say, made fans feel disappointed. It felt disappointing to many people. I didn't really kind of feel disappointed actually when it happened I kind of laughed that's when we seen Darby Allen and Sting they appeared the lights went out and we seen those guys appear the crowd was going insane we thought we were going to see who we thought we were going to see and that was Wyndham Rotunda I'll talk about Wyndham Rotunda in a little bit I think he might be debuting in a different way thank you guys for tuning in to 99 Raw Please go do me a favor, subscribe and follow to the 99 Raw podcast on all podcast platforms. This is episode 209 AEW. Winter is coming. It's come and gone. I thought this was an excellent episode of AEW Dynamite. I really enjoyed it. And let me hear what you guys thought about it. Social media is going insane. You know, people thought the show was great. Some people thought... You know, the show was, ah, I'm still not understanding those people that are in the community that are complaining about how the length of Brian Danielson and Adam Hangman Page went. I don't understand why you guys are complaining about how long the match went. You knew if they started off first, you knew that this match was going to go on for a very long time. And that is exactly what happened. Congratulations to Brian Danielson. Congratulations to Adam Hangman Page putting on perhaps one of the best TV matches on not only AEW television, but the best TV match in pro wrestling in general. So props to Brian Danielson and props to Adam Hangman Page. They killed it. I enjoyed it. I thought this match was brilliant from a storytelling perspective, storytelling is so important in my opinion. I think it really creates drama. And that's exactly what we got with Paige and Brian Danielson. Now, this was great. This was tremendous. I have my notes here. Uh, I took it from the Wrestling Observer Figure Four online. I took my notes here. So, shout out to Wrestling Observer Figure Four online. I want to cite my sources here, give them credit. Um, so we're going to read some of the notes that we got up here. Again, Adam Ingram Page and Brian Danielson kicked off what I thought was the best TV match 
all year in pro wrestling. I genuinely believe it beat out Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson when they faced off on TV, on AEW, at uh, Grand Slam, excuse me. So I actually thought they beat out them. This was chaotic. And again, shout out to Wrestling Observer Figure 4 Online for putting in these notes. So, <laughs> again, this match went a lot of time. We're going to kind of start in, I would say, the middle of the match. So here we go. So on the apron, we've seen Danielson laid mid-kicks until Paige avoided one of Danielson's kicks in the ring post. Paige capitalized by diving onto Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, excuse me. I got to get his name right. Brian Danielson's name into the post. Back in the ring, Paige locked in the figure forward, forcing Danielson to reach the ropes ahead of a third commercial break. As we were getting a lot of good spots in this match, but we kept getting commercial breaks. But the, you know, the good thing is the commercial breaks didn't really hurt this match. That's just my opinion. Again, I'm not understanding why people were complaining about this match going along. You knew if this match started off the show, which it did, you knew this match was going to go on for a very long time. So cut the fucking complaining. Seriously, stop the complaining. Let's continue. So they fought on the top rope yet again, where Paige flipped an Ezreal uh, back suplex, and we've seen a huge uh, lariat from Hangman Page. They traded forms in the center of the ring, they traded crackles. Page flipped out of a German suplex. And then they both hit Diskett's forms, which looked pretty cool. Danielson countered with the form into a stick high kick when Cramp the champion in the corner. He then hit a book shot for near fall. Did uh, Adam Ingman Page, Brian Danielson, kicked Page's teeth in after that lane in some forms and some kicks, which looked great. But Page countered and a buckshot knee into a dead eye for near fall. I'm kind of sick, you guys. My throat kind of hurts. <clears throat> so I apologize if I kind of botch. Stay with me. So Paige, this was towards the end of the match here. Paige returned for the favor by kicking Danielson's head with two minutes left in the game. He went for the buckshot lariat, but Danielson turned it into a label lock. The challenger, Brian Danielson, purred Paige with cross faces as the one-minute count sounded. And the crowd started to really count towards the end of this match. Page capitalized Danielson into the ropes and came back with a huge lariat. The buckshot lariat followed suit, but then the time limit came to a draw, which the champion ultimately retained his title. This was a five-star classic. This is the type of match that you would actually go back and watch. This was amazing. Again, shout out to Brian Danielson and shout out to Adam Eggman Page. They did a great job. They did a great job. I love this match so much. And again, in my personal opinion, I genuinely believe that this was a better match than Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson when they faced off at Grand Slam. That's my personal opinion. You guys might think differently, and that's cool. But I'm actually seeing some people on social media actually agree with what I have to say. Follow me on social media at JT Takeover on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Instagram at 99raw. Follow 99raw on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podbeam, Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio, Google Play, whatever podcast that you listen to on a platform, follow 99Raw on that platform. I would really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Now, next up, this is kind of when the show kind of dipped just a bit. But like I said, it wasn't an overall terrible show. So next up, we've seen Wardlow with Sean Spears as he defeated Matt Seidel pretty quickly. So here's the notes here. We've seen Seidel quickly attack with kicks and then use his effective to avoid power moves by Wardlow. He laid in high kicks, but Wardlow caught a spinning kick and turned it into a powerbomb. Wardlow then laid in even more powerbombs as the crowd kept saying, pretty much do it again, do it again. So that's exactly what Wardlow did. But Sean Spears then grabbed a mic and just told Wardlow to pin Matt Seidel. Wardlow hit one more powerbomb for the win, and that was under two minutes. After the match, Spears attacked Seidel with the chair. He got a call from MJF and relayed the message that Wardlow will have to go pick up some champagne later on for MJF's victory, which MJF indeed won. We all watched the same show. I want to talk about Wardlow real quick before I move on. They are really pushing this Wardlow and MJF feud. They're teasing it. They're teasing it. And I feel like this feud so far, like the story around it has been really great. I'm enjoying this. I cannot wait until we see the eventual blow up, which will definitely happen in the year of 2022. I see AEW really hitting their stride even more so in the year of 2022. Let me know if you guys agree with that. When do you think MJF is going to get turned on Wardlow? What month? Let me know. A video package for Ty Conti and Penelope Ford as their buddy rivalry hit. They're going to be having a submission match this Friday on Rampage. I might actually be tuning in again. I don't really tune into AEW Rampage. That only depends on if they have big promo segments or a la big matches. This one, I might check it out. So we'll see what happens. This is what I really want to get into. And I got news on this, actually. So Matakai Black talked about how human nature is violent and we should accept that. He appears to have discipline in the House of Black. The House of Black always wins, close quote. That was pretty much the uh, the sentiment there of that entire vignette. Now, I have news on Matakai Black and the House of Black and what idea that I'm going to be pitching right now. So, you know Brody King, right? Brody King from the Indies, PWG Brody King. He's great. He's fantastic. Everybody's been kind of wanting him to go to All Elite Wrestling. Well, we got confirming news on Brody King from Bodyslam.net exclusive. Brody King signs with All Elite Wrestling. That's what's up. I'm with this 100%. Cassie Haynes, shout out to Cassie Haynes of Bodyslam.net. The report states here, with the recent news of Ring of Honor, was releasing all signed talent from their contracts. One of the names that many were expecting to quickly find a new home apparently has. I spoke with multiple sources and have confirmed that Brody King has signed with All Elite Wrestling. When I asked about King signing, one source told me that he 
was told on Thanksgiving weekend it was a done deal and that he believed the signing happened almost immediately following the ROH news. That's incredible. So pretty much Tony Khan has had a plan for Brody Clean this entire time, or Brody King, excuse me. He's had a plan for Brody King this entire time. You know, this is great. I'm a fan of Brody King. Again, I'm a pitch an idea here, so we'll follow me. Now, on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, we saw Matakai Black's new vignette for the House of Black, which teased the debut of a new member, which is seemingly the incoming of Brody King. They kind of took the words out of my mouth here. So pretty much, yes. I think this is a debut coming soon for Brody King. I can't wait. I am uh, I'm very excited for Brody King's debut in All Elite Wrestling. I mean, him and Black kind of click. They're partners. You know, they were former tag team champions. They have a real history with each other. What about this? Everyone was running wild about Wyndham Rotunda. How is he going to debut this now? Woo, woo, woo. What about we get Matakai Black and we also get Brody King? They're in the House of Black. It's great. What about them having another new member? And that member is Wyndham Rotunda. I think that would be absolutely brilliant if that happened. I'm actually hoping it happens. Legit. Like, I'm serious. I think that would be great. They can go after the debuting soon in 2022, the trio's titles. I mean, I'm for it. I really am. In AEW, building up the trio's division upcoming in 2022. They have Pac, the Lucha Bros, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, and another partner of their choosing. I mean, you got Brody King, Malachi Black. You put Wyndham in there. Come on, man. Come on, man. Always pitching ideas. I love it. I'm better than everybody else in IWC at doing so. Tony Khan, Brody King, Matakai Black, Wyndham Rotunda, a trios tag team, going after the trios championships. You have the Jurassic Express crew over there too. I mean, come on now. This can be absolutely brilliant for the trios division. They're planting seeds for it. They're creating teams. You see, you create teams and then you introduce the titles. You don't introduce the titles before creating the teams. WWE, you're an idiot. For the women's tag team titles, you brought in the titles before you actually started pairing people in the tag team division regarding the women. So that bitch you in the ass. See, AEW knows better. AEW sitting on all cylinders, man. They really are hitting on all cylinders. Again, shout out to Brody King. Shout out to Matakai Black. Wyndham Rotunda. Pair with them. Let's get the House of Black trios, tag team championships. I'm for it. And let's do it. I think it would be a great idea. It really would. And I think it would really sell. So that was a great promo by Matakai Black. 
And I just love everything that he's been doing. Everything that he's been doing since debuting in AEW has absolutely been brilliant. There's nothing that I'm complaining about with Malachi Black whatsoever. No question. Character, he has it. Promos, he has it. Inside the ring, I mean, that's explanatory. So good stuff there. Next up, we're going to talk about Hikaru Shida as she defeated Serena Deed. Listen, this was kind of quick, but for the quick that they had, this was a pretty good match. I would love to see a part two and them to even get more time. So towards the end of the match, we've seen Serena Deed fired up upon the apron. We go to commercial. We come back, laying in repeated hands, uh, right hands, did Sheeta. She hit a step-up in Seguri for a two, followed up by a delayed vertical suplex for a two count. They fought on the top rope where Serena Deed regained control by wrenching on Serena Deed's knee. She followed it up with the neck breaker across the steel cable in the corner for a two. After that, Serena Deed floated onto a modified Muda lock, but Sheeta made it to the ropes for the force to the break. Sheeta attacked with multiple twisting neck breakers, but Sheeta powered out into a Falcon Arrow, which looked impressive. Really good strength by Serena Deed. I think Serena Deed is very underrated. I think a lot of people don't really get a lot of, you know, they don't pay her, I would say, a lot of respect. I think she's really great. I know she's an OG. And, um, you know, I think she's one of the top female wrestlers on AEW, no question about it. So that was a beautiful Falcon Arrow by Hikaru Shida there. So we've seen they were jockeyed for position and traded curls until Serena Deed locked in a single leg Boston Crab. After that submission, we've seen Hikaru Shida. Uh, she still wouldn't be able to tap. So she wasn't tapping. She wasn't giving up. As Deed exposed the top turnbuckle in frustration, uh, Sheeta blocked an attempt to send her into, and then they traded more cradles until Sheeta kicked Deed into the turnbuckles. Then she jackknapped Serena Deed into another yet cradle for a one, two, three. Decent, I would say. Uh, again, I wish they kind of went a little bit longer, but I mean, come on. You know what I mean? We know why they didn't go long. So. I would love to see a part two, make it feel more important. I would love to see a part two, maybe Falls Count Anywhere, Last Woman Standing Match, something TK, let's do it. I would love to see a round uh, round two, excuse me, a round two for those women. Backstage, we've seen the Velocity Blondes were backstage with um, Tony Schiavone, who was asked about Matakai Black's attack on Julia Hart. Again, I don't know why that happened, but again, Malachi Black, let's be patient. He'll explain what happened. Garrison said that Hart's not here and that Black is a coward. Pillman told Grayson to not play into Black's plan, but Grayson was heated enough and shoved Pillman away. He said that next week he'd break Black's jaw. No, you won't. <laughs> you're going to get your ass kicked and you're going to get hit with the Black Mass and then you're going to be losing one, two, three. And then that's going to be the end of you. So, and then next it'll be Brian Pillman as well. So, we'll see what happens there. Hook. I did not comment on Hook's debut. I'm telling you now, this guy's a superstar in the making. Character, great. Badass, great. He's so smooth in the ring is Hook. 
It's unbelievable. He reminds me of a Randy Orton. How he's so smooth. He's like Ricochet. He's so smooth without the high flying. It's just the way he connects with his moves. The way he's effective with his moves. It's so effortless. It really is. So shout out to Hook. Shout out to Taz. You got a prodigy and a hook there. So good stuff. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston was backstage. He addressed Daniel Garcia and 2.0. He said that he was tired of them and challenged them to a five-on-five tag team match. Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, and the Lucha Bros versus 2.0, Garcia, and whoever they would like to tag them. Uh, I mean, this feels kind of pointless to me. I understand why it's happening. They have legs with the feud, but I'm not that interested in it. I'm just not. I kind of want to see Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros kind of have a little bit more importance on the show. But right now, it's not their time, so we got to respect it. We'll see what happens with the tag team match. Now, right before the main event, MJF called this place a dump. He was cutting a promo. He called this place a dump and insulted the fans. He was met with, quote, CM Punk chants. He said he deserves a title shot. When he beats Dante Martin, which he did, who he could be in a headlock takeover. Uh, this match was good. This match was good for the time that it got. MJF ultimately defeated Dante Martin for the diamond ring, and he pretty much retained that diamond ring. I mean, you know, Dante Martin's doing some good stuff. He is the AEW version of Ricochet. In all elite wrestling. I thought this match was good for the time that it was given. MJF wins. And they're pretty much building up MJF. And CM Punk. MJF calling. uh, Pretty much wrenching Ryback. Right? Ryan Reeves. Whatever the fuck his name is. So he was mentioned there. He was talking about how the crowd are a bunch of pussies. And just really insulting the crowd. I actually thought it was funny. MJF is gold, man. MJF is fucking gold. It's hilarious. It's not even funny. (laughs) MJF's great. So, as expected, he won. We kind of knew he was going to win. Dante Martin, listen, he's a great competitor. Great pro wrestler. Great high flyer. It's just not your time, man. It's just not your time. It's MJF's time. He's at the hot hand right now. We're going to see what happens with MJF. Now, I did see what happened with Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Bobby Fish. Adam Cole teasing that next week something's going to happen. Something's going to happen next week. Confirmed, not confirmed, but I'm going to go out of a limb and say it was confirmed. Kyle O'Reilly will be debuting in AEW next week. I think that's when their match is on next week. I'm not sure. I might be wrong, but we'll see what happens. If it's next week, Kyle O'Reilly will be debuting for All Elite Wrestling. That's AEW Dynamite, man. That's the show for December 15th, 2021. This was a good episode of Dynamite. Nothing really too fancy. Nothing really too pretty about it. Uh, w, uh, Not AEW. Uh, they teased that uh, <laughs> something's going to happen. And uh, people expected Wyndham when the lights went out. That's kind of funny. And he didn't appear. I kind of wanted to happen to. I was kind of on the edge of my seat. 
when the lights go out, but all it was was Darby Allen and Sting. That's okay. The fans popped for it, but you can kind of tell when you looked in the crowd, there were some fans that were kind of upset a little bit, and that's okay. That's okay, but the news was running rampant. Of course, us fans hoped ourselves into hoping that it would be Wyndham or just hoping it would be somebody, and um, it wasn't nobody. It was just Sting, or I would say nobody, but it was just people that we already know. You know what I mean? Are in AEW. So, I I mean, can't really complain about it. I mean, I wasn't that mad about it. You know, I was just like, ah, okay. That's great. You know, Sting and Darby Allen are here. Punk's out. And that's cool. They wanted Punk. They got Punk. So, that was cool. Um, AEW's on fire. AEW's on fire. They're going to be debuting on TBS in two weeks. So that should be good. The last episode of Dynamite will be next week, I believe. Might be wrong, so that should be pretty cool. And AW's been doing some good stuff. Can't really harp on it tonight. Good show. MJF, Dante Martin killed it. Obviously, Adam Ingman Page and Brian Danielson put on a five-star classic. Serena Deed and Sheeta put on a good match. All this show was about was building up the House of Black. You know, the diamond ring. And Brian Danielson and Adam Ingman Page putting on a masterpiece of a classic. And that's exactly what they did. I had fun watching this. I wasn't bored. I didn't go to sleep. I enjoyed myself. And so that's what it's all about. Wednesdays are the night of professional wrestling. AEW is the place for professional wrestling. And AEW, they have the most prestigious world championship in all of professional wrestling, that being the AEW World Championship. Let me know what you guys think about this uh, show. Let me know what you think about the review. Please go follow and subscribe to 99Raw on all podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Follow the podcast on Instagram at 99Raw and spread the word of the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Continue to support the podcast, man. Um, coming with some new stuff uh, in 2022, so look out for that. Um, and that's pretty much about it for tonight on AEW Dynamite. I appreciate everybody. And uh, Tony Khan, keep killing it. You're doing some good stuff. I can't wait for what you're going to bring to the table in 2022. And I had a good show. Had a good show tonight, obviously. But I had a good time watching AEW Dynamite on TNT. I'm happy that it's on 5 p.m. It's great. So I'll see you guys on probably Saturday for the news and rumors, covering all the latest news and rumors in the world of pro wrestling. I might want to get something out on Friday. I'll think of something. I'll let you guys know. If not, you guys will be hearing from me on Saturday. Again, when I cover all the latest news and rumors in the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. I'm the Creative King. I'm signing off. You guys have a good night.